Welcome to Black Consumer News of Arkansas. You're listening to KABF 88.3, the voice of the people. Again, welcome back to this week's edition of Black Consumer News Headlines as we head toward the Labor Day weekend. If you didn't know, it's the annual commemoration uh, that began in 1882 when the first Labor Day was um, celebrated in New York City. In 1894, after other communities began honoring workers, President Cleveland signed legislation that established Labor Day as a national holiday. Labor Day also holds special significance uh, for the nation's workers' union and USPS, one of the late, yeah, yeah, yeah. The USPS, the post office, right? One of the one of one of the um, yeah one of the largest uh, employers in the nation, right? So, in honor of Labor Day, um, here is our question, Wesley, for today, to our BCN listening audience. I just want to make sure I'm hearing you okay. Here we go. Make sure our mics are turned up. There we go. Uh, in honor of Labor Day, here's the, here's those questions. Okay, so why do you think some people are not going back to work? And again, these questions are for a listening audience. Why do you think that some people are not going back to work during the pandemic? And we are going to talk about that a little later as we highlight the U.S. unemployment report which came out this morning mm-hmm. and it, it's a little grueling uh, and we again we're going to talk more about that so tell us again what's on your mind uh, there are a lot of um, hot topics we're going to be talking about today that you can also find out about on our black consumer news website blackconsumernews.com uh, so we want to thank our readers and our listeners for all of your support and we want you to give us a call if you want to join our conversation with a comment or a question here at 501-433-0088 here in the studio um, community radio the voice of the people kabf 88.3 i'm your host angel bird the bcn chief creative officer and co-producer of this show i also want to introduce our co-host wesley brown who is the bcn publisher and executive editor um, over at the Daily Record Business General Journal right here in Little Rock. Good morning, Wes. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Are you, what, you going to get plans for the Labor Day? What, you going to cook out, vacation? Yeah, there's a lot of things going on. Um, you know, they have the, the reggae 5K. I'm not doing the, the, the 5K, but I, I do plan on joining them at some point. Um, and I really don't like to say what I'm going to do because usually when I say it, I just got chill and uh, maybe spend a little time down in the river market. I think we're going to have some fairly decent weather. Yeah, so and I know John, on getting out. Uh, John has probably talked about it, but the Reggae 5K, uh, if you uh, want to go out and enjoy a little run and yeah. a little fast music, uh, combine those two together, go out. To, I'll be down there. All right. All yeah. right. Yeah. Where, where are they happening it at? Uh, Don't bump jump rope, please. Yeah. Hey, John. <laughs> Can you remind us where the reggae 5K is going to be? I think it's going to be on the North Little Rock side mm-hmm. um, in that area down by the river. So, yeah. River run. Yeah, they're going to have a river run down there. So, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really nice. And, you know, the um, Arkansas River always has a nice breeze down there that's a really beautiful side uh, of our city and um, I, I'm not for sure but I think this is the 
first time they're doing the run. Mm. And I think they're getting a lot of momentum towards it. So that'll be a great thing. And we always want to think about fitness, especially, you know, in a time where our health is really, really important. And so I'm so glad to hear that uh, they are putting together that event. So, <coughs> yeah, it's uh -huh. down at uh, Riverfront Drive and yeah. Willow Street. Uh, and it starts at 9 a.m. check-in. You can begin check-in at 7 a.m. Yeah. Sign up for the Arkansas Rasta 5K. If you don't know what a 5K is, that's 3.1 miles. You can walk it, crawl it, run it, whatever you want to do. It's going to happen. But get in there and join it. <laughs> join it. You know, make it. make it Over uh, in the beautiful Argenta, as you yeah. know, the Argenta area. Of yeah, make, 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 it, make it your business to get over there and participate and in that. And it will go to the John Kane Foundation. So, uh, yeah, we want to mention that for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, John is doing a lot of good work with that, with his foundation. Uh, uh, you got, uh, we're going to talk about some of those in the future, about some of the great things that he's doing and the foundation is doing uh, for the city of Rock. Hey, John, you going to be out there at the run this weekend? Here. All mm -hmm. right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sending out a lot of love energy, huh, John? <laughs> In spirit, it's I'm like we to like to say. Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's trying to get off for the Labor Day weekend. Okay, for the Labor Day weekend. Okay, yeah. All right, very good. Pulaski County Clerk. Terry Hollingsworth will be our guest today. Mm. We're going to be talking to her about the upcoming special election for Mayor Frank Scott's upcoming Build the Rock, the 1% sales tax initiative. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to be talking more about that here in just a moment as yeah, well. That, uh, and we'll look forward to Terry calling And if calling you don't in. know, uh, uh, early voting begins on September 7th. And, and Terry's going to talk about some of the changes in the law during the legislative session that happened that's going to maybe change the way you vote and where you vote. Uh, so it's important that we know about these laws because uh, the legislature changed it, tried to, I think, in an attempt to make it more difficult to vote for especially people of color and people in our communities. Yeah, and that's really unfortunate. But like you said, we'll be talking more about that with Terry, and we're looking forward to her call. But first, let's see what's happening around the rest of the U.S. and the globe with our BCN headlines. So, Wesley, millions of U.S. and Arkansans, or Arkansas families, are forecasted to hit the roads during the upcoming extended Labor Day weekend. Uh, but concerns about weather, COVID-19, and rising inflation can could cause um, someone to uh, would not want to vacation and to make some last-minute changes. So since Labor Day falls on the first Monday in September, the holiday will last through September the 6th, as we were just saying, marking the official end of summer and the vacation season, mm -hmm. uh, if we have a very much of a vacation season. So according to travel experts, however, many Labor Day vacationers will be uh, taking off for the entire week as much-needed break uh, uh, from the months of remote work and school arrangements that began way back in March. A lot of people haven't had a vacation during the pandemic. Have so. not had a so vacation at all. However, the CDC director um, has said, uh, Walensky has said that uh, you can travel if you're vaccinated, but stay at home if you're not. Yes, that that's the recommendation out of the CDC this week, that if mm -hmm. you are unvaccinated, you uh they basically don't want you getting on a plane and infecting a whole plane load or, or wherever because there's a lot, a lot of things going on on Labor Day. You have a lot of activities 
in those communities and what they're saying or what they're intimating is that they don't want the and that's really strange too because here's the thing that people that do have even though it may be a mild, milder case is what they're saying that you get the shot and people are still getting the COVID so that means you can still infect people so I mean so the the idea of not being you know not traveling or mm-hmm. not being around you know traveling if you don't have the vaccine but if you do have the vaccine though you can still get COVID that's kind of like yeah I think you know at this twisted, point I think people are saying, saying that the, the, I think people are saying that the messages are mixed from the CDC mm-hmm. one week uh, you know on the booster shots that one week they said that you shouldn't get them then they came back a month later and said you should get them so the CDC and I think that's always been the criticism of the CDC is that they'll say one thing and say that science is backing this and then they'll come back and say something else so the I think part of the confusion and the whole debate on mask wearing on vaccinated versus unvaccinated everything involved in COVID-19 is uh, uh, whether it's science or non-science, conspiracy theory or not conspiracy theory, is based on all the information. Unlike in the past, when the CDC said something, I couldn't go out and investigate it. Now I have the internet, I have, I can do my own research to find out what's going on, what's true and what's not true. So I think that's why you said there's the... No, that's my own analogy, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying if you have the virus, Mm -hmm. whether it is heightened, minimal, low Mm -hmm. sickness, whether you have a... a, If you're on a ventilator or not, Mm -hmm. if you've gotten the shot and you get the virus, then you can contaminate other people. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a little bit... That's a little bit concerning to me as well because you're saying, okay, if you're vaccinated, you can travel, Mm -hmm. but yet, you know, you can still... You know, pass it on if you mm-hmm. ha- if you're if you're infected. I mean, if you have COVID nineteen, yeah, and, I, and, I you've, think, and I think, you've been vaccinated. I think, the, I think the verdict is still out. Is it a communicable disease? Exactly. Meaning, can 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 if I get it, can I pass it on to you? And that's that's a, uh, an issue that's always been out there. Generally, once you got a disease, basically you're you're uh, uh, you cannot pass it on. You know, you have you have uh, basically. You, what is the word? I can't. You become immune. Immune, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but uh, I don't think the science is clear on COVID nineteen and these other variants of sure. COVID nineteen that are coming out now. Uh, will we end up having COVID around just like the flu and the cold for the rest of uh, for eternity? <laughs> you know, they've been trying to get rid of the cold for yeah, and and they can't. And, and and maybe something we you know I know we talked about this and you know there there was a Dr. Parker I think she was at legislation recently talking about those very same things whether it's transmittable or not even mm-hmm. after you get the vaccination so we should probably look at getting a health official here on the radio with us again mm-hmm. answer some of those questions mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, good luck with that. A little, As a journalist, okay. I've, I've tried. Tried to, a thousand yeah, times. They're, they're, Nobody they're wants gonna, to be accountable, they're, right? They don't want to. You know, you you listen to the governor's uh, press conference where they mm-hmm, talk mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. give information sure. the CDC uh, but but uh, a lot of times they don't want to have to go one on one with someone and to answer those questions because things I, are but changing I have, like but, you but said but I do have to give Dr. Fauci credit even though he gets a lot of criticism he will go on TV and debate folks and and yeah. and, and even, even if he's t- wrong no just kidding. And, and take the criticism <laughs> 
Uh, so uh, I, I think uh, you know there's there's views on all sides. But here's the thing that I say: whether you're traveling or not, whether you're staying at home or not, simply there's two words I think everybody can take into account. Yeah, be, be safe. safe. Yeah, absolutely. So how would this impact the gas prices um, for the rest of the year? You think? Uh, and they're they're kind of kind of stable right now. They're still high, but it's kind of stably high. Uh, if that's such a thing. Uh, yeah. Well, what has happened is. Uh, and, and uh, if you look at the weekly report from the, in the U.S. Energy Department, gas prices actually, as you noted, they are they have stabilized, but they're going to be rising over the next few weeks uh, because there were some issues involving uh, the Gulf Coast is where most of the U.S. United States refineries are are, are in the Houston area and the New Orleans area, and as we know those markets were the one that was hit by Hurricane Ida. So uh, I think four refineries during the Hurricane Ida went offline, meaning that that's going to create a, a, a supply and demand issue. And when you have a supply and demand issue, meaning that the supply is low, that means that the price of whatever the commodity that is is going to go up. So over the next few weeks, we're going to see prices for gasoline. The other thing that happens in the, in the oil industry, oil and gas industry, after the summer driving season, they switch over to a different brand of gasoline. The, the premium gasoline or the lighter crude mm -hmm. of gasoline is what we use during the summer when we're driving. But over in the winter, you go to switch over to what we call heavier, win heavier winter fuels for mm -hmm. uh, not only for gasoline, but also for uh, propane and I things. I never knew that, but it makes sense. Yeah, did so, you notice I said heavier? Like I really yeah, knew yeah, what yeah, that was. Yeah, you did. You got it right. <laughs> it, it, it makes sense, right? So, but I never knew that. That's uh, interesting. So, so what happens is those prices are higher price uh, fuels than than gasoline uh, uh, that is refined to produce gasoline and, and diesel fuel. So what we're going to see doing, heading into the Halloween, Thanksgiving, even though you have a Thanksgiving in in the uh, winter kind of vacation, people take trips on Thanksgiving, go see grandma. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you'll kind of see prices go up toward that end, toward the end of the year, and you won't see prices come back down again generally until the spring when you switch back over to that different fuel to be get, get ready for the vacation season again. Yeah, we've talked about the fuel, and let's talk about the air. So, you know, air travel seems to be down as well. It mm. just depends on where you're going, where you're going through. I know Atlanta, it's always up. But mm. basically, it seems to be down, or the prices seem to be down a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I think part of that uh, uh, being not, uh, you're going to see travel. It's still got a lot of people on the road that are traveling to get to that last vacation, but they're not taking the long trips. They're not taking the international trip. And so uh, uh, I still think you're going to have crowded roads. You're going to have crowded airways, especially with the CDCs. And, and what thing that's taking place is airlines are not playing when it comes to that COVID right now. They're throwing people off planes. You're seeing fights on, on the Internet, people having fights because they won't take off because they refuse to wear masks in the, in the airline saying we ain't we ain't playing with you. oh yeah they they you know i was traveling recent recently and you know the staff was pretty adamant about if you don't put that mask on then you're not getting on the plane so mm. i know it's it, it's really um unfortunate because i guess some people think mentally it doesn't make any sense but it is a regulation it is mm. a rule that you know we we definitely have to abide by and and so you know with the travel in with you know traveling in the air uh labor day holiday um unfortunately there are um really 
a, a lot of, um, you know, things that are going on around the country, including Ida, Hurricane Ida, for the people who right now are not thinking about traveling mm-hmm. at all um, because they've been devastated, mm-hmm. uh, according to the news report, um, one million, uh, according over, to the National over, Weather over, Service. Well over one million. Well over, without electricity in New Orleans, Baton Rouge, southern Louisiana, and parts of Mississippi. And that is unimaginable uh, to be this long without power. Well, unimaginable unless you remember Katrina. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you remember Katrina's, there were parts of of that area that were electricity up to four and five months after Katrina. Uh, uh, I've talked with uh, uh, Energy folks, Energy Corporation, which is based in Louisiana, Mm -hmm. Energy Corporation, is the parent company of Energy Arkansas. Energy has utilities in Arkansas, Mississippi, Texas, Louisiana, and New Orleans proper. And uh, their headquarters there in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, actually the generator that, ge- that generates electricity for the city of New Orleans went offline. So that, they don't expect to get that up. And there's over half a, half a billion, half a million people in New Orleans. So and in and around New Orleans, over a million. So those, most of those people are all without power. This week, yesterday, energy warm and hot. Not mm-hmm. to mention all the other things that go along with that. That's yeah, and, devastating. And yesterday, energy reported that one hundred thousand and one hundred and seven thousand have have had their power restored. So that you still got over a million people that are still without power. And initially, they said doing a category four, we expect you need to expect. If you live in those areas, you need to expect at least three weeks of uh, without power. And here's the other thing. If you have another storm come in and it slows down and those those electric power people have to, they still have to social distance. They still have to use COVID uh, uh, protocol while they're yeah, down. Yeah, that's what I was so, thinking. That's just... So it's going to take even longer. And if you could look at right. some of the pictures, uh, and the Daily Record is doing some stories on that, and they Energy Center, some some of the photos, some of the power lines are in the water. They have to be rebuilt. New power lines, some, I mean, uh, that's one area where uh, 20 miles of, of electric lines were snapped. Uh-huh. So you're going to have to put those back up or, or try to. This is uh, going to be a very long and, process. Yeah, and you've got uh, utilities companies coming in from Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, from St. Louis, from even Arkansas Co- Cooperatives yeah. here in Little Rock is going oh. down there. Uh, Schwepco, which has also had some operations uh, here in Arkansas, in northwest Arkansas. They are going down to Louisiana. And so it's going to be a long haul. I have a brother in, in Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he, him and the family almost came up to, to Hope, uh, but they didn't. They stayed down, but they would outpower. Oh, wow. So they're going to have to, do, and they had some flooding in those areas. So, you so have, are they going to stay there even though they have they don't have any power? Yeah, they, they are still there. And uh so they're they're dealing with that situation. They've been told, uh, and you can never. But be the water sh- supply is okay. Yeah, the water supply is in, okay. in some areas, but you have some areas down in southern Little Louisiana, in what they call Plaquemine, mm-hmm. Plaquemine Parish, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is on the water. So how do you that that is a Getting very clean dangerous water to them. 
not just clean the water, but putting back up the power in those areas. In the very, water, because it's, it's very dangerous. So, so close to it. Yeah, that is very. Uh, we talk about Katrina. So after Katrina, a lot of people uh, left New Orleans and Louisiana and came came back, um, uh, and including some that now live in Arkansas. Yeah, we so they some, left mm-hmm. Louisiana and they never came back. I said came back, but they mm-hmm. never came back and mm-hmm. now live in Arkansas. Do you think that's what happened again? Oh, uh, well you already seen uh, I think uh, the uh, the Ark- the Little Rock Housing Authority uh, here in, in Little Rock is giving out 600 housing vouchers. Mm-hmm. To Hurricane Ida evacuees, the city of Little Rock is helping with it. So you have all these and you've got people down, and I've, I've heard people down in Eldorado, Magnolia, Texarkana, Hope, my hometown. People are coming are coming in. into those communities, staying until uh, they can go back to to their homes. Sometimes they may find their homes. Some of the, 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 the images I saw from energy, you know, there's a lot of homes that are destroyed. So cars are smashed. So uh, you've got insurance companies already down there trying to make sure that they get money into the hands of those people who are going to be filing those claims, insurance claims for the damage. So it's, it's a, it's a humongous task. Uh, it's going to take a lot of money. Uh, Arkansas, you got 5,000 national guard, uh, that the Pentagon sent down there. Arkansas sent some of its national guard people down there. So the cleanup of that, and you, we've seen after it left Oak, it's causing flooding in New York. There's over a, it is actually oh, yeah. killed more people after it left Louisiana. Because There's flood, of the flooding. Yeah, yeah, up in on the East Coast. So uh and and there are two other hurricanes right now out in, in the uh Well this is hurricane <laughs> season so, up until November. So uh oh we can't expect if, if something else happens, another hurricane or storm comes in then that cleanup and the restoration of the power in those areas is going to be take even longer. Oh man, so yeah, definitely uh, hearts and, and prayers to, go and out to And to answer your question, yeah, I do think uh, New Orleans has never gotten back to the size it was after Katrina. Katrina, mm-hmm. the population. I think they lost about a hundred thousand people. Some people just didn't come back, and I think you're going to see that could happen now again. So. Uh, I mean, which definitely affects a lot of things as well as the economy, too. Mm -hmm. So you listen to KBF 88.3, the voice of the people, Black Consumer News. Make sure you go on to the Black Consumer News website and make us your daily read. Sign up for our newsletter uh, for our Monday morning brew and keep up with all the latest, greatest headlines that's happening here locally as well as around the nation. Mm. So because um, um, of the U.S. stock market is declining this morning, Wesley, Yes, it is. Um, uh, investors are now unsure uh, the economy will recover due to the Delta variant. Uh, the situation in Afghanistan and the rising inflation. And, um, you know, so it's really making it very difficult to get things uh, back on mm. an even steel. So so what do you think about that? Well, how do you think that uh, the Biden administration will, will recover from all of this this bad news? Well, I, I think this morning the report, the U.S. Labor Report, and the, what we call the unemployment report, came out and said that, that uh, the economy added 235,000. That compares to almost a million in July, and an average to the first uh, first seven months of the year, the average was about 600,000. Mm-hmm. So that's why the stock market is tanking this morning, because they expected Wall Street uh, uh, economists expected at least 400,000. They expected, and what we're now starting to see is that they are predicting and forecasting that the Delta variant 
has for the month of September and maybe into October will continue to drag down the economy, drag down people in uh, going back to work. Uh, so you're in. So investors are saying, "Well, we're going to take our money out of the stock market right now and wait until all of this is over. Maybe waiting even until 2022 to put that cash back yeah. into buying stocks and 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 uh, because that uh, you're starting to see that investor sentiment is that even though things were starting to recover in the months of March, April, and May when the uh, economy reopened, now that the Delta variant when uh, the UMS came out with a report last week that said they expect to see the number of death cases and hospitalizations in the going state of Alabama well. going up in the month of, of, of September. And I guess with that uncertainty, you know, that that's the reason people, you know, why these investors are, are, are pulling out their money. Mm-hmm. But then that, like you said, that also puts a big wobble mm-hmm. in, in the stock market as well, which yeah. affects our economy also. So, yeah, yeah. so that, that's, uh, that's really affects, a trying. It affects consumer confidence. And that's the one thing that drives the U.S. economy. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of confidence in jobs, and we still see a lot of signs where, you know, a lot of the restaurants are still hiring, Mm. but yet people aren't working. And then even in retail, if you notice, there's not a lot of inventory in Mm -hmm. the stores when you go in. Mm -hmm. It's very, very limited, very, very sparse, because we talked about this before, how these containers are actually sitting on the docks and haven't been able to get out. On the East Coast, on the West Coast. And they're just sitting there. And then the containers, you got to have containers that are unavailable to be able to ship out so people mm-hmm. can get product. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed in a lot of the retail um, stores that, that I frequent, and I'm sure a lot of other people do too, is that the inventory is very sparse. It's almost scary. Yeah, and sometimes uh, even if they say they're going to get it, they don't, they're don't. they unsure or oh, there's sure. a three or four month lag uh, to get in there. Even if you go in and you order something, even online, Sometimes that, that that inventory that takes a while uh, to get to get there or not uh, even get it at all. Right. Uh, so uh, uh, and all of that, the supply chain, you saw that with lumber prices, mm-hmm. when lumber prices went up, you know, uh, uh, it's because of the supply chain issues and all supply chain is I can't deliver a product to the market. Oh, yeah. That it needs to get it in the time that I, I said uh, uh, I tried to order some coffee. Uh, from Costco uh, uh, online mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, other day or if you shop online uh, for many uh, a, a lot of products are just out oh okay well you're just gonna have to get, get in your car and drive up to Costco <laughs> oh what a hard job yeah, to do yeah, right I don't want to do that I don't want to face that crowd you know I, I know, have a I crowd. know. crowds is not good but listen I was gonna say um, as far as the job market is concerned so if the 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 you know the job market uh, employment is going up, people are not you know taking these restaurant jobs, um, retail jobs are, are are there, but yet probably hours are not are very minimal. Then what are people doing? Wait a minute, not to mention that you know they're not getting the unemployment anymore, which was which, which was cut short, mm-hmm. and we talked about that. That was back in June that they cut it short. Um, six weeks out and so now what are people doing for money well well people are doing the way well, well, I think black people have always had to deal with the high unemployment even if you look at the national unemployment rate in Arkansas it's 4.3 percent for the state but for black people it's 8.8 percent which is double uh, the state average so uh, we you have to do odd jobs you have to do there are some other government programs that are are, are, are helping pr- people pr- where you know the uh, there's money coming in for rent. There's money coming mm-hmm. in for the child uh, 
child care tax act. Oh yeah, I forgot about and that. So so yeah. there's there's other monies coming in, but still it's very difficult. This is a very difficult time. Uh, because, as you said, the unemployment living very minimal. Yeah, Arkansas cut off its unemployment in on July 31st. For the rest of the United States, it ended on September 6th. So we're seeing a time uh, when, when in terms of unemployment, especially in Black unemployment, it's higher than the rest of the nation. So it's a difficult time uh, uh, for our economy. Uh, but we have to get, uh, you know, the, the thing that Wall Street economists are saying, the United States coming has to weather the storm. All right. I think we have our special guest on the line, uh, Pulaski County Circuit and County Clerk, Terry hey. Hollingsworth. Terry, are you there? Can you hear me? May not hey, be. this is Antoine. Oh. Oh, hey, Antoine. How are you? I'm doing well. How are I'm y'all? so glad that you called in this morning. I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry if I missed something. I was putting my headset on because it gets better uh, audio. So uh, my my apologies. Oh, you're you're perfectly fine. We were just um we were anticipating the call uh, from um, Terry Hollingsworth, but we're glad that that you called in. So. Oh, I'm cutting in line in front of the <laughs> <laughs> So so yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Um, but we are we were getting ready to talk about the uh, one percentage um, sales tax height uh, that's going to be on the ballot on September the 14th um, um, for Mayor Frank Scott's Rebuild the Rock. And so we're going to be talking about um, really what that percentage actually means and what you know, he's going to be uh, as on his agenda and using those funds. Do you know anything about that? I, I may know a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to bring us up to date quickly so we can get our call in from Terry. Go ahead. Uh, absolutely. So the uh, I, I'll say a, a couple of things um, about it. One, the early vote starts on Tuesday, September yes, the right. 7th, so you can early vote mm-hmm. at your normal early voting location. And then obviously election day is the following Tuesday, September the 14th. Um, it is a one uh, penny uh, sales tax investment uh, uh, in our city. Mm-hmm. And and to break it down, and sometimes we don't want to get technical, but technical is important sometimes. Uh, Three eighths of a penny, so a little less than half of a penny, is already on our sales tax. We already pay that when you go to Chick-fil-A or Sims or Kroger. That's already there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that three-eighths of a cent is being renewed. So what's new here is five-eighths of a cent. Making a full penny. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And that makes the full penny, and that's why it's a penny sales tax. But technically, uh, when this passes, the only thing that we will feel is a five-eighths of a cent because three-eighths of a cent is already on the book. And with that five-eighths of a cent, we're projected to raise about $530 million over 10 years. Uh, This proposal does have a 10-year sunset. So in 10 years from now, we'll vote again to say, hey, do we still need that? Did we do it right? Um, uh, Was there accountability? Was there transparency? Um, And we'll allow the voters to decide again in 10 years. Uh, I supported this as a member of the city board, and I'm encouraging everyone who's listening and uh, who hears my voice or sees anything I write on social media to join me in voting for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran a campaign because I believed in a better Little Rock, and uh, to be a better Little Rock, we got to invest in ourselves. And if you believe our city can be better, 
um, then we must take the actions necessary to make our city better. If you think we need to do a better job with our parks, mm-hmm. then you need to vote for this. Okay. If you think we need to- Go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Finish up. Uh, okay. Uh, you, you guys, uh, of course, you, you've been supportive of, of, of this and, and, and getting this on the ballot. Tell us a little about that process and bringing it to the ballot, uh, to the, uh, uh, you know, to the state of, uh, I mean, to the city of Little Rock. And just that, uh, uh, were you surprised at the, this is your first, uh, you kind of go around in the, the, the local, Electoral process, the legislative process, so to so to speak, the what I call the the uh, the meat grinding of the legislative process of of actually starting with a plan, but having to go through that process, the discussion, the debate, and then getting it, getting something that you want, and then getting it to actuality or reality. So so tell us about that process. Uh, absolutely. So uh, I was a little surprised with uh, to answer your question directly. But the process is that the city board, we have the responsibility of approving a tax to get it on the ballot. So a couple months ago, we made the decision as the city board to, to approve it, to allow the city to vote. Uh, there was a lot of back and forth uh, about this uh, and a lot of, you know, tweets to the proposal. But we got a proposal that the majority of the city board agreed with. And I think majority of Little Rock would agree with, um, which we're investing in all parts of our city. We're being strategic to make sure there are specific investments to areas south of 630 and east of I-30. Uh-huh. Uh, we're investing in public safety. We're investing in education. And I think it took a while for people to wrap their heads around this bold vision. But when you think about the things you want in the city, I think this tax allows us to make Little Rock an even better place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even though there was some, you know, some disagreements initially, and it took a little bit of a while, the city board ultimately voted. Uh, the majority of the city board agreed that the city of Little Rock should get the vote on this. Oh, and starting on September the seventh, you can do that. You, you know, from the last you mentioned the last tax uh, tax referendum. Uh, when I look around, I can see a couple of things. I can see that uh, the police center. Uh, uh, down on is that 12th Street? Uh, on 12th Street, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you can see the Little Rock Tech Park, and you can see some improvements. Uh, when, if this passage and when it passes, what are some of the tangible things that I will see in our communities? Uh, uh, you know, I've heard people. Of course, one of the big debates was the zoo uh, improvements to the zoo. But, but for our community, what are some of the things that we will? be able to see tangibly and say, my tax dollars, you have one of those signs in your community, my tax dollars is going to, to help us in this area. So so tell us what we're doing. That's a great question, Wes, and there's another, a, a number of tangible things, and I'm going to start with one that I learned from my aunt. And she says, she said, Antoine, you know we love going to the parks and, and barbecue uh, <laughs> as a family, but the parks haven't been maintained. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not as well kept as we like. Uh, so with this tax, we're going to improve and grow our parks maintenance budget, which hadn't been uh, changed since the 80s. Right. Literally the 80s. Mm-hmm. So one tangible thing, you're going to start going to see all these parks around town in better shape, with better equipment. Uh, think about the splash pad that just opened at Crump Park last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the type of tangible things you will see in your neighborhood. You're going to see an indoor sports complex. 
to make sure that our kids, that when they want to, you know, play sports and engage in these tournaments uh, that parents are so supportive of, you don't have to go to Ben Bryan, Cabot, Conway mm-hmm. to, to engage in youth sports. You'll be, be able to do that right here in Little Rock. Um, another thing you're going to see in our community that's very important is a neighborhood empowerment fund. Mm-hmm. There's going to be $5 million where neighborhoods can come to the city and say, hey, we want to do this project in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And the city is going to grant you money to go improve their neighborhood. Wow. We already have a smaller version of that now with the uh, Community Development Block Grant Program. Mm-hmm. But this grows it by $5 million. Wow. Um, yeah, because how, how much is allotted to that program now, Antoine? Right now, each neighborhood can only get $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the love your block grant. Right. right yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. And, okay. and we're expanding that where the neighborhoods can uh, get get more. At least a hundred thousand, right? At least a hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and, and and another thing, and I think the biggest thing with uh, this is my last uh, answer to the question is that you're going to see equity, mm-hmm. and, and equity is not. The term is not tangible, but the impacts are tangible. So when I look at, when you say that, when I look at my part of the town, I can see the same improvements that I see in West Little Rock. Absolutely, absolutely. And then you're going to see things happen differently. There's a reason why, you know, Costco and Trader Joe's chose to go to West Little Rock. Mm -hmm. Because the infrastructure around those areas, the neighborhoods around those areas are stable. Mm-hmm. And, and full. Mm-hmm. And in the past, our city has not dedicated the same resources to the 12th Street Corridor, God Springs and Baseline, to the South End, and we're going to have MLK. $25 million specifically mm-hmm. for those areas. Mm-hmm. How many? $35 million. Oh, yeah, that, that that's a good number to start with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't fix everything, right? No, but it's, it's a good start. It is a good start, and it's so, a start that we hadn't had. Right, yeah. and, and let me ask this question. So um, now, is this in in direct relations to the um, the city owned trust, or is that a little bit different? Because I was just recently reading about community land trust, um, um, as far as rehabbing um, homes within our communities so is that something different because that, that's something that's something different okay can like, you explain that, that? yeah mm-hmm. to, to that point though so we we do have current money that the city uses to uh help rehab houses to make to increase the affordable housing stock in our city that's separate than these strategic infrastructure dollars i'm talking about i'm okay. talking about sidewalks and streets and curbs and, and the tangible things in certain parts of town that you don't see in other parts of town. Okay. Um, if you're walking down, you know, for a while, if you're walking down Asher, you're walking, you have to make a walkway. Sure, uh, sure. But now there's, a, there's some sidewalks, right? Yes. Uh, that's not the case if you walk on Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so that's what I was talking about originally. Right. Uh, but, but what you're getting at is about our housing stock, and in this, in this text, Excuse me. In, in this tax, we also have money that increases that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have about $20 million that's going to be added to the, the amount of money that our housing department currently uses 
to, you know, rehab and, and, and rehab affordable, I mean, housing structures so they can become affordable, safe, affordable homes for sure. our community. Sure. And to increase our relationship with our vendors around the city who address the unsheltered population. Yeah, and I know it says that the new city owned um, trust to acquire, but I also think that we should probably add the community, a community land trust to that as well. So that way your your neighborhoods that, that, that have nonprofits can help you know, build those communities as well. That's, that's a good idea. We, we need to put you in the meeting with some folks. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, uh, Anton, I want to uh, look at the long-term impact of this, uh, uh, mm-hmm, of this mm-hmm. proposal. Uh, tell our listeners over the 10-year period that the tax will be in place, how much revenue will be coming in, and uh, uh, uh on an annual basis and and then what i don't know if the city has done any studies on the the overall economic impact of those dollars coming into our communities yeah absolutely so the it's projected that this penny investment will generate 53 million dollars per year in about you know 53 times 10 is 530 yeah that's 530 million Dollars over That's a half a billion. <laughs> half a billion over a 10-year span, uh, which sounds like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it is a lot of money. But we're investing in a city that's a capital city, a mm-hmm. city that, uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, has over 200,000 people uh, on the on the roads. And that doesn't include uh, West, as you know, the people who drive in from North Little Rock, Sherwood, Denton, mm-hmm. and Bryan every day, mm-hmm. where our population, you know, jumps up to probably over three hundred thousand mm. um, dollars. I mean, three hundred thousand people. Excuse me. Right. So th- those are the numbers. Mm. Uh, the projection on the economic impact. I don't know those numbers by heart. I do know that the zoo has done that type of research about the impact it will have, mm-hmm. and they have a strong ratio. And I, I wish I had it in front of me, but I don't want to say anything that's incorrect. And I know we've done a similar uh, research as it relates to our parks. Mm-hmm. It's and specifically our indoor sports complex where now we can host these tournaments. Right. And so you just think about it, you know, if you got a kid that plays AU soccer or basketball and you drive to Fayetteville or you drive to Tulsa, well, you're there for the weekend. Yeah. You need a hotel room, you're going to eat three times a day, and all those resources are going to that town. Right. And yeah. From a very practical standpoint, think about having those type of tournaments right here in our city. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we'll have that economic impact. So, uh, so based on that, let's say the 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 revenue growth is is uh, because of the tax. You see revenue growth. That means that that fifty three will go higher. Actually, right? Well, that's the fifty. Absolutely. So mm. we're talking about it's a percentage. Mm. The percentage of what we have now. Right. And right. We, and we always, when you do these type of budget, Wes, as you know. Um, you always want to be conservative. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to tell you 53 and then end up being 33. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're looking at me as a city board member saying, well, Antoine, you said you were going to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, well, we don't got the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to your point, this is a very conservative estimate. And if, that, if these uh, returns happen the way we expect them to do, uh, I think it's very likely that it's actually more than that. Right. 
and just throwing a note, I, I, I know you mentioned that uh, early voting starts at 7. I just want to let people know because of the changes in, in the law uh, at, that were passed by the legislature, uh, there are going to be some changes in uh, uh, some of the, vo- the voting sites have been changed. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, some of the way that you uh, uh, vote absentee ballot have been changed. Yes. Uh, so I would encourage uh, 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 to go to the Pulaski County Clerk website, Terry Hollingsworth, and, and that information is on the site. Uh, because uh, you may not be voting in the same place uh, that you were voting, and and you cannot. Uh, uh, so there is a lot of changes that I, I do believe, and I'll say this: uh, that that uh, uh, some of those laws were changed to make it more difficult for people in our communities to vote. I I, I agree with you, Wes, and I'll, I'll say uh, that's why it's so important for us to go early vote mm-hmm. and uh, put your mask on and go early vote. Um, you can still vote at the Sid McMath Library, mm-hmm. Sukhan Williams Library, D. Brown Library. Um, so those are the libraries in our neighborhood, uh, our traditional parts of town where people like us live. Mm-hmm. And you can start early voting, start next Tuesday. Right. But you're right, on election day, uh, your polling place may be a little different. So yeah. you can get out there and go early vote. And there's only one issue on the ballot with mm-hmm. um, you're going to vote one time and you're going to press the four button and then you get out of there. Mm, yeah, go yeah. in there and press yes and go on about the rest of your day. Yeah, yeah. So you, uh, the early voting begins on the 7th. Uh, uh, just another note that this vote is not for everyone, in, even though the Pulaski County clerk is over there, it's not for everyone in Pulaski County. It's exactly. for the it's for, for the residents of the city of Little Rock. Uh, as, Great point. Uh, uh, Antoine noted, uh, point. Uh, the Little Rock uh, population on now is 2,594. but Pulaski County itself is almost doubled at 399,000. So, half of Pulaski County is eligible, uh, not Noel, uh, of those who are registered vote. And I think. Uh, 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 Terry sent me the information on that. I think that's about 168,000 people. So we need to see, uh, it would be great to see at least 60% of that population get out and vote. That would be a great number uh, to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And do you have any uh, additional? Antoine, we appreciate you calling in yeah. and uh, just wanted to know, Antoine, what's going on down at the city board? What's going on down there? What, what else? Where the real things happen? Uh, after this, uh, after after you pass this, so <laughs> what is going to? Uh, what is the? Uh, what's the next step? I know the uh, the mayor has the the build the rock plans, but there's a lot in that plan. But there's other issues before yes. the city. So, what are some of those key issues that are? Yeah. Going- Absolutely. So uh, we're still meeting every Tuesday, all this is uh, live streamed and on Facebook. So if yes. people want to tune in, please tune in. Um, when this is passed, this won't go into effect until January. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously we'll still have a little, little bit of a runway to plan things, uh, but we won't. things won't happen until January. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the city standpoint, the things that we're, we're dealing with now, um, we're every week we're dealing with uh property and zoning issues uh trying to make sure we support small businesses throughout the city mm-hmm. uh, so that's an issue that that comes up regularly um obviously uh, i'm excited about this part too with uh recently 
Uh, we got some money from the federal government um, due to the coronavirus. $33 million, had, 31 and 32. 30, okay. 30, 33 million, we got half of that. Mm-hmm. And part of that money, mm-hmm. we have about $1.5 million that's specifically addressed to community programming mm-hmm. um, that needs to be allocated. So one thing that we're really working on now is identifying uh, organizations, identifying people who work in that space to help out our kids. Okay, when when will, when I know you're planning that, when you will, will you be making some announcements on how, uh, I mean, how that, um, those monies will be ad- allocated to our communities? That, uh, you said what's up uh, or what's next on our agenda? Well, I mean, when, when, those, when those dollars hit the community, I know you're planning now, but when will you announce when those dollars will be allocated to the community? Or, ava- or available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're they're available. They're available now. Oh, right. In the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking about this issue and and giving more guidance on how to access the dollars. Mm-hmm. But they're allocated now. Okay, that's that's great uh, news. If we want to be strategic and targeted, folks. There may be organizations that are ready to scale up their work. Mm-hmm. We want you to come. Mm-hmm. It may be new organizations that say, hey. I've been wanting to do this, but I didn't have the resources. Well, now's the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that, that's something that um, I'm very excited about mm-hmm. in, in working with those organizations and, and helping um, our youth going forward. So that, that's something that I'm looking forward to coming up uh, soon. As, as we, uh, uh, and, and we'll, we'll let you get, get out of here, but we got about a uh, little bit of time, about five minutes left. Uh, as we get these, what what is... And I know the mayor has a vision of, of what our city will look like, but I want to get your uh, estimation because because you you have we have talked about some of those things in terms from your perspective as a, as as a young man who who is is who has a different perspective uh, uh, than some of us who are older. What is what is your vision for the city of Little? What would you like to see maybe five years and then on down the road in terms of comparable comparing the city of Little Rock uh, to other cities in the, across the South in the U.S.? Uh, that's a great question, and I think this this uh, rebuild of Rock sales tax is kind of an example of that. What I see in the city is I want us to be a city that believes in it, mm-hmm. believes in Little Rock. And if you do believe in Little Rock, I think you vote yes on, on this uh, proposal and that allows us to be a city, and this answers your question more directly, Wes, mm-hmm. to be a city where you don't feel like you need to go somewhere else to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want out of Little Rock. I don't want you to feel like, well, I need to go out of town. Or uh, out of state. <laughs> uh, out of state to mm-hmm. do this type of activity. Or mm-hmm. I got to go out of state to pursue this type of job opportunity. Or I got to go out of state because the early early childhood education system is not working here in our city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. But if this passes, then all those things become a, become a reality, and Little Rock is a place where you don't feel like you have to leave. Right, right. Oh, that's um, so th- that's, that's, that's my vision for the city. And, and Antoine, we know that this is a fairly new at-large position for you, at-large director position for you. And so how how is it going for you? What are some of the challenges that, that, that um, you feel like you have been facing? Are, are there some changes that you've been able to be a part of to, to make things kind of shift 
in, in your position and as a uh, at-large city board director and um, some again you know are there some other things that um, you're looking at uh, long term yeah uh, from an at-large perspective um, it has been I don't want to say challenging, but I'm, I'm at large, so the whole city mm-hmm. um, is, is who I represent. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to work with the colleagues who represent those different wards, but you also have to be responsible to your constituents. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the, the battle, or not the battle, but some, some things that I'm still learning to deal with. Uh, but that's why I ran, because mm-hmm. I wanted to work for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want anyone to say, well, Antoine only does this thing, or Antoine only deals with that thing, or uh, if, it, if it's not about that, don't call Antoine. Mm-hmm. Uh, my job is to represent the city in, in, in every capacity, yes. and, and I appreciate that. And I can tell them when constituents email me or text me, and they're asking about whether it's their trash getting picked up or putting the speed bump or the police department or a fire station, and being able to be responsive and let them know, hey, we are here to work for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's that's been very rewarding for me, right. um, and the things I'm, I'm I'm excited about going forward. Um, I, I I don't want to I want to want to break any secrets, but there are some things that I'm working on, Angela. That uh, I just say stay tuned. <laughs> you got stay some, tuned. You have some great things in the works. I got some great things in the work. I don't I don't want to put the cart before the horse, as they say. And obviously, from uh, a city standpoint, uh, I'm going to need my colleagues to support these things because nothing gets passed without six votes. Um, so I'm going to have to, you know, work on my, make sure I make the best case for my colleagues to see the, see the city the way I do. But um, I will say people put me in this position to do work, and, uh, and I'm going to do that work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and 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 it sounds like you got some things brewing, and and that you're getting really a big picture, if you will, of everything that goes on, you know, from a board level, from the people's level. So you're able to really start kind of masterminding, if you will, some things that are going to work for the people. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, absolutely, and I want people to know, hey, you can reach out to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's my job. Mm-hmm. My, I, I'll put my number out there, my, my cell phone number. Uh, for those listening, it's 501-232-7378. Uh, shoot me a text mm-hmm. um, so I can do the work for you. And well, there's we- a lot of good people in our city, a lot of good ideas that hadn't been uplifted. If, if I can't do anything else but uplift your idea, then um, I want to do that. Well, we appreciate you. You've always been a uh, great fan of, of blackconsumernews.com and BCN headlines. We appreciate you for always being open to us and to, and, uh, and taking our phone calls whenever mm-hmm. we call. <laughs> <laughs> being Absolutely. being accessible, we will say for the record that Antoine Phillips is accept, mm-hmm. accessible to the people. That's right. <laughs> you you, you got to be, and I appreciate you uh, co-signing that on air for me. All, All right, right then. Yeah. All right. Uh, we appreciate you, Antoine, and we look forward to that vote that's coming up. And um, thank you for, again, all the work that you do. And we will continue to um, keep you a friend of Black Consumer News. Make sure you go on and look at the news with us every single day. Tell your friends about it, your family your about friend, it, and, get, and, and, and keep us growing, Black too. BlackConsumerNews.com. Keep that in your mind. Go on 
I'm going online right now and check it out. <laughs> see what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Y'all definitely friends of mine. And one last uh, push. Um, please, please go vote. Go vote yes. Um, invest in our city. Let's make Little Rock better together by voting yes on the Rebuild a Rock proposal. Hey, I appreciate both, both of you for allowing me to be on. Absolutely. You can't do any better than that. Make Little Rock better. We all want to upgrade together. Again, thank you um, so much, Antoine. And thank you, our listening audience, for being here with us today. We'll be back here next Friday from 11 a.m. until noon. And until then, peace and blessings to all.